Sunday, it's seven o'clock and time for the Scots Wiki Show.
That was Aztec Camera and Still On Fire from the 1984 album Knife, which is much underrated in my opinion. And as album openers go, that's got to be one of the very best. Welcome to the Scots Hay Show on Cam Glen Radio with me, Ali Braidwood. Between now and nine o'clock, you will hear the very best Scottish music, old and new. We also have all our regular features. Our artists of the week are David Ross Linklater and Philip John Taylor, who I'll be talking to, as well as playing tracks from their album star Mark Burach. The featured album is one which came out last year, but it's so good I had to feature it. It's Fairweather Friends Forever Approaching. I'll play a couple of tracks from it. And there are book, TV, podcast and gig recommendations for your consideration. However, before all of that, let's kick off the show with three of the best new releases, starting with Nanny and This is Bad Communication. Nanny, 
was Nanny and Bad Communication, which is taken from the EP Honey, which is out now. And after that, you heard Ali Sahir and Keppel Seshasee and Indian Bossa Nova, which is taken from Ali Shahir's album Magic Music. That's got some great collaborations on there, as well as the one with Capil. And just there, you heard Aunt Thomas and the new single September 22nd. And you may know Ant as the frontman of the brilliant Dope Sick Fly. This is from his debut EP 520, which is going to be released in July when it's out. I'll play you more from it. But that was the lead single, September 22nd. 
Now, I'm delighted to say there is new music from Mull Historical Society. There's an album coming, which I'll tell you more about in a moment, but this is the first single released from it, and it's called 1952. Last night the king was dead Little children should be seen, not heard Now and for we just got word We got a home, we got a house In the corner there's a lobby press We're good coat and we're party dress I like being in this room I like being on my own They can take, they can take They can take our home away No more jam no more jam in this emptiness with the kitchen at it was nineteen fifty
Oh, that is so good. That is 1952 by Mull Historical Society. And it's released ahead of their upcoming album, In My Mind, There's a Room, which is coming out late July this year. And it's a fantastic sounding album because, for instance, 1952, the lyrics for that come from one of Scotland's finest poets and writers, Liz Lockhead. And the whole album is collaborations with great writers. As well as Liz, you've also got Alan Warner, Nick Hornby, Ian Rankin, James Robertson, Jackie Kay, Val McDermott and many, many others. I cannot wait to hear the album in full and once we have it, I'm sure I'll be playing for you. It sounds like a future featured album of the week for this show. It was called 1952, that was the name of the single and it's by Mull Historical Society. And now it's time for our book recommendation for this week, and it's Heather Parry's short story collection, This Is My Body Given For You, which is out now published by Haunt Publishing. Here's a bit from the back of the book. A girl suffering a bizarre menstrual aberration is exploited by those around her, including her father. A boy expresses his love for a non-human man by making himself animalistic. A girl abandoned by her community discovers the possibility of transmutation through cannibalism. A man struggles with his wife's choices around her existence and considers whether he should leave her alone in her semi-oblivion or join her. In This Is My Body Given For You, Heather Parry places in our hands 15 stories in which the body is something that can be changed, altered and escaped from. And I love short stories, and Heather Parry has written one of the finest collections I've read in years. These stories are inventive, experimental, incredible, weird and wonderful, taking the theme of the body and exploring the fear, strength, the vulnerability, fragility and mythology which relates to it, as well as the relationship between the physical and the psychological. There is also dark and surreal humour in the writing and some of these tales take a couple of readings to give up their full meaning and they're worth it because like the best short stories, This Is My Body Given For You is one to return to time and time again. That's me talking about This Is My Body Given For You, the short story collection by Heather Parry which is out now and is published by Haunt Publishing and you can read my interview with Heather Parry in the latest Snack magazine, which you can pick up when you are out and about, or you can catch up with online. Now, next, I'm going to play you two in a row, which were released recently, but they're too good for me not to play them for you. I want to make sure you don't miss them. The first one is by The Quilter, and it's called Always In, Always Out. Don't tell me your problems, mister. Come see me. Problem fixer to think you almost died Not just once but a couple of times How selfish could you be To deprive me The smallest ripple from stones I've thrown The rest I thought I knew unknown Just an impression of myself Thank you. 
Well, that was the latest release from Saria called Illusion of Love. Uh, Saria we had on the programme as an artist of the week, oh, some time ago now. But if you head over to Saria's Bandcamp page, you can buy the full digital discography and check out the rest of their music. They make brilliant, brilliant music, as that proves. Now it's time for Ali's Comfort Break that time in every show where I play you a track longer than those usually played on the radio and I've definitely played this before in this very slot but as it's one of my favourite pieces of music I make no apologies. This is the full 9 minutes and 24 seconds of the Bill White Trio and presentation piece number one.
Oh, absolutely. Love that. And I hope you did too. That's Bill White Trio and presentation piece number one from the wonderful album Also in White. It's just one of my favourite things. Next up, it's another new release. It's Free Love and All the Same to Me.
Well, the first of those two tracks was the latest single from Free Love, All the Same to Me, which is out now with Lost Map Records. And just there, that was Emma Miller and Honey. And I recently saw Emma support Colour Theory at what was a beautiful night of music at the Old Hairdressers in Glasgow. And it was so good to see Emma playing her songs live. Now it's time for our TV recommendation for this week and it's the film adaptation of Irvin Welsh's Filth which is on Channel 4's on-demand service right now. Here's a bit of my review of it when it came out in cinemas back in 2013. 
John S. Baird's adaptation of Irvin Welsh's novel Filth is a triumph for everyone involved. And much of the credit for that must go to the director himself, John S. Baird, but also James McAvoy. Now, I know I'm one for hyperbole quite a lot of the time, but McAvoy's performance as Bruce Robertson is astonishing. He sweats, leers, gurns and greets through a film where he is in almost every scene. Anyone who's read the book will know that Robertson is one of the most perverse characters in the world of Welsh, and that's saying something. So to make you want to watch him on screen would take a truly special performance. And casting McAvoy turns out to be a decision of genius. Because he has innate likability. This means he has to use all his skills to make us believe he is Bruce. But the fact that he does so, so convincingly from the beginning is huge credit to him. The rest of the cast rise to the task of lending their support and special mention must be made of Eddie Malzahn, Jamie Bell, Kate Dickey, Gary Lewis, John Sessions, Shirley Henderson and Jim Broadbent who are all having a whale of a time. If they weren't so good, the film would overbalance and it's to everyone's credit that this doesn't happen. Throw in a taxi driving David's soul, but not too much and you have a film to remember or at least one which will not be forgotten. And that's me talking about John S. Baird's Filth, which is on Channel 4 On Demand right now. If you've never seen it, hold on to your hats, but I do recommend it. Now it's time for our featured album, which is Fairweather Friends Forever Approaching. And from it, this is Greyhound. Blushing cheeks, sleepy 
driver's speed Still we travel And that was Fairweather Friends and Greyhound, taken from our featured album for this week, which is Forever Approaching, and I'll play another track from it later in the show. You're listening to the Scots Wehey Show on Cam Glen Radio with me, Ali Braidwood, and next it's the latest release from Malka, and it's called Matriarch. <laughs>
And that was Malka and Matriarch, which is out now on Tantrum Records. And if you head over to malkamusic.co.uk, you can pre-order the album Anatomy of Sight, which is coming out later this year. And now we move on to our Artists of the Week, and they are David Ross Linklater and Philip John Taylor. And I'll be talking to both after you've heard the first two tracks from their album Star Muck Burach. This is At The Farm, and it's followed by In The Shed. And when day is finished, the fire washing over us, a little moon staining the window... The mothers all tied to their calves and the childless tied anew to the otherworldliness of grief, that old skin. We say, what a nice run up, not nearly as stressful as anticipated. Gorse lit with silver veins, everything is asleep at the sea. So the days go by, stole away, blessed and grafted from other days full of fires and little moons down among the broken things of earth. We find it quite beautiful. We say, never mind the time, to be in each other's companies plenty. I was younger than this when I looked across the black water that shimmered with its palm of lights. And again as the field became more but was exactly the same. Younger when the shed was a machine flying through time. America's in the Walkman. Canada off on some icy road. Europe knotted in a flower bed of cat bones. Four walls and a ceiling in my little shed by the shore. Some candles. A million thin bicycles keeping me up at night. Wind chimes and possibly close to wind chimes of an alley in Ypres. It was a museum, a gallery of wonders torn down so another could be built. And another that looked upon the same sea, the same hills blue in their modesty, the same willing of them to shift. I could cry at the big painting life has become. When I look at my hands, they are strange and worn. I see my father's in there. The freckle on the back is an island I've been anchored to. With the end of something comes a start. This is it, down to the nails and boards, and the years beginning to grip the bones. And you've just heard At The Farm and In The Shed, which are the first two tracks on the album Starmach Burach. And I'm joined now by the two people behind it, David Ross Linklater and Philip John Taylor. How are you both? Good, thanks. Yeah, good. Doing Very great. well. Warm. But well. <laughs> Absolutely. So first of all, um, who wants to take this one? Because I want to know all about Starmach Burach. Cool. Well, I'll go for that. Um... Burak, growing up, a burak to me was a drawer essentially that we put all kinds of rubbish in, and the kitchen usually like batteries and remotes that will never be used again and things like that, but you want to keep on hold of for some reason. Um, and the Starmuck, uh, it rolled off the tongue, Starmuck Burak. I like that quite a few people down where I live in Glasgow, uh, quite a few people when I bring up that word don't know what it means, so that I like that people don't know what they're hearing as well when they hear it. 
Um, and the star muck, uh, there's a line, it's from a poem in the book, it's the title poem. Um, it's basically about like a general sort of feeling of oneness and how we're all basically star muck swirled in a burak in space. Um, but yeah, I've been doing, I'd com compiled quite a lot of these poems over the last year or two. And then Philip uh, has started his Wish Fulfillment Press, asked if he wanted to, if I wanted to publish them. So we went forward with that. So that's the thing, isn't it? It's not, we've just heard two tracks off the album, but yeah. it's a book of poetry as well. It's a bit of both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yes, I would have published the, so first of all, it was like this. So it was just a pamphlet at first. So just a collection of the poems um, that David worked on over a period of time. We just said, well, let's make a publication and then set like a timeline, a date. So it was like, right, here we have this date that we'll just have to work towards. And then that's what came out of it. So then I think David had come up to visit my son just after he was, was born last year. And then we were like, well, while you're here, we should just record you reading these and maybe we can use that for something eventually. So we did that and I just had had them stored on the computer for well until about March this year we recorded them probably I mean probably I don't know last year when like the end of the summer last year probably yeah and then we record I recorded all the music in like two days when I came back from a recent trip to New York playing some solo shows um for some reason uh, when I got home I just uh I just I had a clear ah, the business I had to kind of do my to-do list for music and stuff for that moment was kind of like a clean slate and I just sat down and then just listened to what I'd recorded back and then just worked through the songs well they were worked through the poems and then they started becoming songs just by uh all improv mostly piano guitar just picking up little bits and pieces and then it started to form a little coherency to the point I was like oh, we should just make it an album as well mm -hmm. rather than it was going to just be a kind of like audio book thing but then they actually the way I was kind of because I've, I've known David's work for so long we went to school together and things uh, it felt like there was a rhythm there like he was I was actually playing or performing with him when I was listening to it and making it up as I was going along I'd make up like a root part and then grab a different instrument or just experiment and here in the studio but it's just like insanely easy how much it came together, how quickly after that it was just a matter of mixing it and stuff. It just, just it was easy. Like uh, in terms of collaborating with someone else, it was it just gelled so quickly. So yeah, really cool how it came about. But I think that's from having the poems for so long because I've been yeah. reading them obviously. So it's almost. So I wonder if that has plays some sort of part in approaching them. I don't know, but. Yeah. So, so when you when you published the pamphlet, there was never the original idea that this is going to be an album. It was just something that developed in your mind, really. Yeah. So I think, yeah. David, on your website, you have like you had a section where you had like you actually reading your work. So I think that's why I recorded them originally, because we were like, oh, maybe you can get these up on your website. And then I did that. And then I've just been really busy changing nappies and they've just been sat there and then when I came back from that New York trip I just it was like a little gift box that I was able to open up and it'd be like just pull these set these tracks into a session and then just start like listening to them and getting into them and feeling out parts and stuff and it just happened really quickly.
and I have to admit, I haven't gone and compared the running order of the two, but does is the album and the, the, the book of poetry, did they match in that sense? I think so. Yeah, completely. Start, yeah. I guess start to finish, yeah. But the tape has five songs that me just being annoying, you can only hear if you actually have the tape. But this has a it has a download code in it. So you can get the tracks, but you can't get those five tracks unless you actually listen to it on the tape. Maybe mm. one day I'll put them online, but I'm just gonna be really annoying. Yeah, okay. The cassette. Just, yeah. Gonna keep those going for a bit. And I'm interested in the timeline of the whole kind of project. Uh, David, when did you start writing these poems and was it in a response to anything? Um, I think the oldest poem in this that is actually the last poem in the book, I started writing that in like 2018 or something crazy like that. And it was just one of those really stubborn poems that needed like 50 drafts to get to like a, a final kind of thing. But uh, that in terms of the other poems, quite a few of them were written during lockdown. Um, that's perhaps why a lot of them are looking back towards home and things like that, because I was uh, I didn't get to leave Glasgow for nearly two years at one point and didn't see my family for a long time so I was just yeah right thinking about home a lot and like kind of uh which is the northeast up here yeah we're basically where Phil's yeah. living yeah yeah so but, that, yeah. that means there's, there's the different perspectives because you are perhaps looking from a distance but actually Philip you're you're yeah. there in the here and now is that's an interesting dynamic but yeah it's kind of funny because we we were like in the school football team together and then stopped doing that in high school to like kind of pursue skateboarding instead because that was a more like uh accessible well not accessible that's a complete lie it was more you're more likely to not if you were going to be bullied for doing it it would be just for being different rather than like people be like bullying you because you're actually good at it and you're like we were good at football so it's like oh these guys or whatever well me personally i don't know about you and that sounds um, but like yeah, uh, bullied, I mean, mm -hmm. like um, we just kind of started skating, and then we've always kind of just collaborated in ways and not actually made stuff and made it a thing that other people can have or whatever. But we've had a million nights where we play. So I play songs to Dave after a few beers, and then I hear some new poems. Mm. I mean, there's just years of just kind of like tossing back, like oh, it would be cool to do this at some point. Oh, like I could like do this, and then you could just a million conversations of the ifs and buts, just going back that long, really, of like yeah. and when he first started writing and I started making music, how different that stuff is now to what we're doing now. But we always were like, oh, we should do something. It's just taken taken until now, and then, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. The timeline does go back quite far in terms of, the, like, we could have just collaborated so long ago, but we've waited so long to do it. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons I asked kind of about the timeline of this project in particular is because mm. you can see that there is some influence, at least that's what it feels like about lockdown and some kind of response to that. And it does seem to me, and this just may, may be noticing, but recently all sorts of artists are responding to the natural world in a way Perhaps a broader, I mean, it's always happened, of course it has, but there does seem to be something, whether it's musicians or poets or writers, that are really responding to the natural world perhaps more than they did previously, perhaps because it's been missed. I don't know what you think about that. Uh, it could be just like residual feelings of uh, 
being like claustrophobic or something like that because I still kind of feel like the, the transition back into like normal living's not been a particularly smooth one for a lot of people too and uh, like yeah. people are still trying to find their feet after what everyone went through um but in terms of like the whole the nature aspect of it like you say it's been happening for forever but yeah maybe it's something to do with that like a sort of an echo almost of what's been going on but yeah I don't know how you feel about that Phil yeah I guess the nature element um I'd I'd left because I was living in Glasgow for a long time before I moved back here um and that pre-pandemic just like just before the pandemic happened and that was because I was very very much missing that element in my life just being able to and probably because I'm from here originally as well so I grew up with just the space of like woodlands coastland like I just need that yeah Um, I don't need to be in the the burick of the city like to to be inspired in in like a lot of ways I feel like people need to be in that swirl of a scene of oh there's this show happening or this is good I can I feel like I I've done done it long enough that I feel like I can just kind of be anywhere now and just get just get to to work a bit better so like the nature element has I don't think I would have even bothered doing this if I'd like a lot of projects I've been doing if I hadn't moved out into the middle of nowhere and just kind of been a big hard reset and uh just like yeah approaching making music from different angles and stuff like that rather than being influenced by what's going on around me or being in a rock band where this is just like the complete opposite I just feel like more free to do that and maybe that is just from being untethered to a scene or ongoing does feel like out in the middle of the sticks or whatever but yeah and David, you said you you know you were in Glasgow in lockdown, and I mean, did that feel like I I was as well? But I'm from Glasgow, I, you know, right? So I'm kind of home for an invented. Did it feel claustrophobic to you that you couldn't get back and touch base and touch home and all of those things? It did, yeah. It, it didn't always, but the first like the first lockdown, I ended up being uh, the flat I was living with, with with my friend at the time. And then my partner moved in because there was that period when I think people thought it was going to be a couple of weeks. So it was like, well, you better get to where you want to be for the next fortnight. Yeah. So both of our, uh, me and my friend's partners moved in. And then it was like seven months later or something. And I remember one night because they were all still working from home and they were on like <laughs> they were on uh, video calls in each room. So there wasn't a single room that I could be in. So I just sat in the in the hall with the cat all night drinking beer. I was like, "This is what it's going to be for the next eight months." Like I can't do it. <laughs> but uh, no, it did feel claustrophobic at times. Yeah, but it then we moved and like got a bit more space and stuff like that when things began to open up again. But it it definitely forced me to write more because I I also lost my job during it. So I just had all this time all of a sudden. Um, and I wrote so much during it that it was kind of, I wouldn't say it was a blessing because obviously what that would entail, but like it definitely gave me time and space that I did not expect to have at that period in my life. And Philip, when you started Wish Fulfillment Press, um, was that partly to publish uh, David's booklet? Um, so at some point yeah Yeah. it's it's taken like so long to get around to us actually doing this one but like um i started kind of doing them just as ways to publish 
photographs in like yeah. 2016 i put out like a little zine of i was just taking photos on all the pause tours and then uh because they were like properly like like actual 35 millimeter or what have you i was like developing a lot of them as well because i did like photography in college so i just wanted somewhere to put them that wasn't just on the internet because it's just like what's the point then of doing this whole process for them to just go on the internet so i just wanted to make a thing where i could just put out little books and stuff and then i never wanted it to be pinned down to just being photos so i always had this just a idea of being a diy art kind of house thing where it could be creative writing or poetry or like uh photos or illustrators painters just whatever and then it's kind of morphed into a record label now as well so yeah. it's kind of like an art house diy record label publisher thing but um yeah we've that was it's been in mind to do a, a full collection for david since since the conception of it i think like david mentioned earlier i think it was the second zine i did a photo zine called no turn left unstoned mm -hmm. i think there's like a fold out there was like an extra sheet inside it with photos of david and i skating together that had like a kind of like it's kind of like a, a kind of like beat beat style ramble poem, if you know what I mean. It had like a kind of like it was kind of like a like a, a like a loosely punctuated kind of like off the cuff, like not off the cuff, like it's yeah. considered. But you know what I mean. It's just like in a rhythm. It's like it's quite cool. Like not speech either, but it's got a soapbox quality to it. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, David, well, this is for both of you, but have you spoken about doing anything live with um, now that you've got them set to music, your poetry set to music? Yeah, I think we're going to try and do something. Uh, Phil's actually going to be doing something this, is it this Friday coming or is it next Friday? Mm, it's next, it's, uh, it's June 24th mm. at Vox Box um, record store in Edinburgh. Well, I we were going to do a live thing of the two of us at this show, but David's away, so I'm just I'm just going to be playing. I won't. I don't know if I'll be playing anything off this release, so I don't know if it's relevant. But I'll probably be playing some like new pause songs that haven't been played before and stuff. So that'll be fun. But we we were going to do that and it didn't work out. So I'm pretty sure we're now like keen yeah, on well, actually making a point of doing it. Yeah. So it's on the to do list for now, but um. I don't see. I don't see why not. Um, I just have to learn how to play songs because <laughs> 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 they're all like they're all improv mostly. But I'm sure I'll be able to. Well, let us know when, when you have got something lined up. Yeah. We'll, we'll let people know. Um, so, what is next for both of you? You've, well, you've got a gig clearly folk coming up, but uh, what, what next is, is for both of you? Uh, well, I've got. I'm working on a like a full length collection currently. Nice one. Um, so that's going to be that's taking up most of my time out with my working hours. Um, I've got another little pamphlet thing that I'm working towards. I've got a couple of gigs coming up. I've got one uh, in December for the Mirror Ball uh, that uh, Jim Carruth and people do that one. So yeah. doing that. Um, yeah, just kind of got trying to keep things uh, tidying over. I've got quite a busy schedule coming up, but I'm enjoying just trying to say yes to as much stuff as I can. And just like, I feel so like the more I listen to this album, the more I appreciate it. And usually when my own stuff, I tend to like try and hold it at distance because it 
I don't know, kind of freaks me out a wee bit that it's like locked in like that. But this one I've been listening to a lot and I really love it more and more each time. And I'm just so glad that we've done it. Yeah. Like, it feels yeah. so natural and easy. Yeah. It works for me because I don't have to sing for once also, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah. Well, as someone who's listened to it, I completely agree. I think when you listen to it you know, over and over, it kind of seeps into your bones a bit. You know, I don't know what it is, but maybe that kind of the way that you're, you're um, telling stories in a sense through your poetry and to have this, I mean, it's not ambient, but you know what I mean? It's not, uh, it's not taking anything away from the words, the music as well. Yeah. And it seems to work perfectly, that kind of harmony. And it's nice to know that you you know known each other for so long that this is the result of that. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I guess that again, like saying, I just thinking back to like I mentioned the word soapbox. Uh, this very soapbox, or like um, kind of in a little platform kind of way. That's why I kind of want the music to be was like just underneath Dave yeah. rather than just like competing for like space and stuff. So I just wanted it to be like not ambient, still have like. It's mostly Im improvised, but then obviously some I'd be improvising while vaguely doing, and then go, okay, now I know what I'm doing, and then I'll go back and just track it. But um, I was making myself do things quieter a lot of the yeah. time because I was like, this is it's getting too like a, like too much attack, and I'm like, well, unless it was there's some songs where there are points like that, so it just depended on the so the on the poem. Like um, like I think estimations recently. I think that's like I think that might be my favorite one despite it being like quite a short, strange, kind of like glitchier song. I think that might be my favorite one just because they really are, they all do have just such, they're like stories, but they're all so different, but the same. So it just really does feel like it's, it's an album. Yeah, from, absolutely. I don't know, it, it, shouldn't, it just feels like it shouldn't have been so easy to yeah. transfer these poems into these songs. It just, I don't know, it's, it's great. I'm really proud of it. Mm -hmm. For sure. Just great writing, ultimately. Uh, Great poetry, David. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, sir. Well, listen, thank you to both of you for taking the time to talk to me. It's been a real pleasure. Thank yeah, you thank so you. much for having us. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. No problem yeah. at all. And this is the title track of the album, Star Mach Burach. A knot of daffodils spice the hawthorn. Come evening, when the sun is dipping beyond its realities. They are a set of pale antlers cut from the head of a forest lord. There's the meteoric pearl of a crow's eye as it leans down from the wind to source ornaments that flame in its mind. The anatomies of things. Little bones are strewn about the garden by some twist of fate. A pile of star mucks swirled in a burak of hydrogen. And think of that. The wastes of space it all comes from. Melted away on a wheel I will be born into and remain something that is constantly changing. For God's sake, the birds were dinosaurs. Then the great wave slung low from the heavens and there was nothing flying, nothing tall. But here we are, mingling with the dusts of others, all hemmed in, tapered at the waist, caught between earth and the after. Reaching towards skies but locked in a theatre of rooms, floorboards, long fields of honeycomb and buildings of such mathematics that dizzies temperaments in the impatient among us. And what of you, Hawthorne, your pockets of pollen blast, your phantasmagoria? 
the old world deer remembered in your clit. I can see what you're up to. The whole flicker of it. A slate of cloud shift and behind that, a spray of pasts. Moments when it stood, back to the wall, a blue-veined outline frozen at the knees. Or you turn over a leaf and see that it has veins too, that they lead outwards from the centre. It's a charmed life. There's a blazing to the dialogues of stars, attuned to wax wings rummaging for feed in the hawthorn's blackening gut, telling their stories of dancing energies, their movements and measurements, as on her father's shoulders the girl points to the wonders of diggers and cranes. Look, Dad, what if they were dinosaurs with big mouths and they ate all the bumblebees? And that was David Ross, Linklater, and Philip John Taylor, and the title track of their album, Star Mach Burach. And thanks again to David and Philip for taking the time to talk to me. This is the Scots Way Show with me, Ali Braidwood, and next it's another new release. This is Aurora Engine and Miniature Self. Trying so hard to keep things small 
Well, the first of those two new releases was Aurora Engine and Miniature Self. Aurora Engine, also known as Deborah Shaw. And there's an album which is going to be released later in the year called Secret Knock. Really looking forward to hearing that. That's a great track. It's kind of really odd lyrics if you listen to them, which remind me a little bit of a Heather Parry short story. If you missed the first hour of the show, you wouldn't know what that means. But you can always catch up on the show later on. I'll give you details of that at the very end. And just there, you heard Mama Terra and Last Hour, which is taken from their forthcoming debut album, The Summoned, which is going to be out in early July, released on the legendary Acid Jazz label. Now it's time for our podcast suggestion for this week, and it's Glasgow Crime Stories. Uh, Here's a trailer to tell you a little bit more about it with a very familiar voice. This is Glasgow Crime Stories. And I'm Alex Norton. During my time as DCI Burke and Taggart, I tackled Glasgow's fictional crimes. But now, this podcast will bring you the city's gripping true stories of crimes from decades past. You will hear the chilling tales of how cops caught ruthless killers and how some evaded justice. Tune into the podcast every Monday and all of your favourite streaming platforms. Yes, that was Desai Burke himself, Alex Norton, and he narrates all of these crime stories. There's over 50 for you to catch up with. When I say over 50, I mean 51 for you to catch up with. And the very first one, for instance, looks at the Glasgow godfather of crime, as he was known, Arthur Thompson. You've got ones on Bible John, Peter Tobin. You've also investigations into other areas of crime, including police, prisons. There's one on the lawyer, Joe Beltrami. If this is your kind of thing, if it's not, steer well clear. But if it is your kind of thing, then I do recommend it. And it's out now, wherever you get your podcasts from. We return to the new music, and this is the latest single from Shum Shum, and it's called Black.
That was Shum Shum and Black. At Shum Shum is Glasgow-based producer Andrew McDowell. And if you Google it or you're searching for it online, it's X-O-O-M-X-O-O-M, but pronounced Shum Shum. Now we return to our featured album for this week, which is Fairweather Friends Forever Approaching. And from it, this is Mr Pacifist. <laughs> Sitting on 
That was Fairweather Friends and Mr Pacifist, taken from our featured album for this week, which is Fairweather Friends Forever Approaching, which came out March 2022, but I've been playing it regularly ever since. It's a brilliant album. If you've liked the two tracks I've played you, then do check it out. 
Now we move on to our gigs of the week, our pick of the gigs for the coming week. And tonight, after this show, if you're still up for some more music, if you head to Nice and Sleazy's for 11 o'clock, then it's the last of the Jazz Festival late night jam sessions. And this one is with the fantastic Rebecca Vazment on Wednesday the 21st at Sneaky Pete's in Edinburgh. Fisty Muffs will be supporting the Clittons. On Thursday the 22nd of June at SWG3 is A Thing With Feathers. Let me tell you a bit more about that because it is a collaboration between the the Royal Scottish National Orchestra and the Scottish Refugee Council who are joining together for a special evening of music and discussion as part of Refugee Festival Scotland 2023. The following night, also in Glasgow, Friday the 23rd of June at Broadcast Black Cat Bone are playing and they're going to be supported by Anton O'Donnell and that sounds like a cracking night. And on the same night in Edinburgh at Summer Hall, the latest Quinescast, Stellar Quine's Quinescast is being recorded. The theme this time round is education and here's a bit more about it. Join Hannah and Caitlin, that's Hannah Livery and Caitlin Skinner, as they visit the former university establishment Summer Hall with some of Scotland's leading feminist artists for an evening of poetry, theatre, music and discussion on the theme of education. They're going to be joined by crime writer Val McDermott, poetry slam champion Angie Strachan. There's going to be a new work, a new piece of theatre written and performed by Nellie Kelly. And there's going to be a DJ set from Arusa Kereshi as well. And that is our pick of the gigs for this coming week. And I'm afraid we've only got time for one more before we have to say cheerio, but luckily it's something rather special. This is the new single from Celestial North called Other World.
you heard Celestial North and Otherworld, which is taken from her debut album, which is coming out in July, also called Otherworld. Looking forward to that when it comes out. And that's all, folks, for another week. This has been the Scots Way Show, and I've been Ali Braidwood, and I hope you've found something on the show to investigate further. If you missed any of the show or would like to listen again, head over to camglenradio.org forward slash listen again, or you can go to scotswahey.com. And if you're free next Sunday between 7 and 9pm, let's catch up and do it all over again. Next on Cam Glen is Paul Puppet and his Spangled Show. But I'm going to leave you with a great song from 2014, is it really? This is Skinny Dipper and Landing. Take care, have a great week. And I'll see you soon. Accompany me down to the show. Watch all the actors land their very best roles. They're not that different from you or from me. But from the tiny rehearsals that are more plain to see. I am the ether from which you'll neither sink nor swim. To want and gather.
Radio is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk. Cam Glen Radio. Community announcements. University Hospital Wishaw is recruiting for the Edinburgh and Lothian's Viral Intervention Study in kids to see if salt water nose drops can help children with colds get better faster and be less likely to pass on the virus to others. If you have a child under 7 years of age, you may be able to help join the fight. To find out more, visit elviskids.co.uk or contact the Lanarkshire Elvis Kids Study on 07976 320284. If you're struggling to clear debt on your energy bills, you can apply for a grant from British Gas Energy Trust. Before applying, you should seek some financial advice. Money Matters in the local area can help. You can call them on 0300 029 041. Find out more about the grants by visiting britishgasenergytrust.org.uk And finally, Urban Roots are looking for volunteers to support growing spaces in the south side of Glasgow, including Malls Mire. If you have an interest in community gardens, you can contact them on 0141 613 2766 or email emma at urbanroots.org.uk. I'm David Cuthbertson and that's your community announcements on Cam Glen Radio. If you have an event or activity happening in Rutherglen or Campus Lang, let us know. Email whatson at camglenradio.org or for more events in your community, visit camglenradio.org local.